So a woman in Texas was driving in an HOV lane and she was pregnant. And the police officer pulled her over and said, ma'am, you're the only one in the car. She said, actually, I'm not. I've got a fetus. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into this episode of While We Were Working, the show where we cover tough HR topics that you need to know as a small business leader. As always, I'm joined by my consulting practice manager, aka co-host Summer Keytron, and today we are tackling two tough topics. One is Roe v. Wade and the implications it might have on your health insurance benefit as well as employee privacy. And also in line with benefits today, we're going to be talking about small business benefits on a budget. What to do if you're a dollar conscious and want to make sure that every dollar is going in the right place. So without further ado, let's jump in. Summer, how's it going? It's going great over here. Absolutely loving this weather. How are things going with you over there? Going pretty well, going pretty well, super excited. Um, you know, we've got this, uh, our, our, our new certification as a, a minority business enterprise. And so that's something to celebrate, something to celebrate. So doing pretty good over here. Awesome. That's a huge win. Really exciting to see that news come across email and looking forward to uh, seeing where that takes Jumpstart in the future. I didn't realize until I was listening to you announce the topics today uh, that it's like all employee benefits day, but really excited because I think these are very relevant topics that small businesses will want to know more about. So you ready to dive into while we were working? Let's get into it. Cool stuff. So for those of you that maybe this is one of your first times following our show, our while we were working segment is where Joey or I take a look at um, some of the latest news in the people leadership uh, and HR space, one that we think is really um, important for you to take note of. This article, which was on CNBC uh, just about two weeks ago, and the name of the article is Roe v. Wade's Demise Forces Companies to Grapple with Healthcare Plans, Employee Privacy, and More. Joey, in, in some of your circles uh, with the leaders that, that you work with, and I know you have a lot of folks that you know uh, in the small business space, I have to imagine that this is just a topic on everybody's mind. Am I right? It is. And I think people are trying to pick through the pieces of what it now means to be in a state where um, this topic is legal and uh, states where abortions are illegal and what that means for their employees, what it means for their health plans. And quite frankly, um, people are, are concerned about 
if if this uh, political or I guess judicial ruling um, may have an impact on their talent and if they wish to stay at their employer or uh, transfer to another another state where it may be more of a safe haven. So here in Maryland, um, abortion is is legal at the state level. And I think I just saw that the governor issued sort of a safe haven kind of message. Um, but whether you're in a state where it's a safe haven or not, um, it's it's definitely top of mind and you need to be paying attention to what it could mean for your premiums, what it might mean for uh, employee privacy, and uh, even some of the things that I think some of you're seeing uh, with with um, employers and how they're proactively responding to to this, and how healthcare uh, providers—not healthcare providers, but health insurance agencies—are uh, responding to this. Absolutely. One of the things that really stood out to me was that um, the day after the ruling came out, uh, just the number of inquiries that we were seeing on the consulting team very much felt like the first few days when like the COVID stay at home orders went into effect and companies were kind of in that state of panic of oh my gosh, what does this mean for us? What do we do? How do we respond? And what do we say? So it was a bit of um, kind of treat on the HR side, trying to help small businesses and leaders that we support kind of come up with their plan to respond to all of the questions that they were suddenly being flooded with. And, you know, I think one of the first decisions that small companies, if they haven't already, need to be thinking about is, you know, will will they have an official position on this? Um, you know, we've kind of discussed that in prior episodes, like the pros and cons of doing that for these sensitive issues. And uh, the majority of small businesses uh, that I've had these conversations with are actually taking kind of a middle of the road position because they recognize that there isn't really um, like a strong right or I should say correct way um, to approach this and instead that kind of middle of the road and recognizing, you know, they may have uh, employees that are on each side um, is the best approach. Uh, But when it comes to, you know, actually uh, supporting team members that are in states where they can no longer legally obtain these services, they're asking the questions like, okay, well, what does that mean for our health plan? And what are our options? And so I kind of wanted to talk through a few of those because I think those are the real questions and answers that people are looking for. So the number one uh, recommendation that I have is to talk to uh, your health plan um, and or your health broker to see if the current plan that's in place has the option for a travel rider. Um, It's not available uh, for all plans. It's dependent on the carrier and also the size of the plan. But that is the easiest way to actually provide access um, because something that some people may not know is that there is already an existing travel rider for some other services. So say, Joey, if you needed to go uh, obtain a procedure and you weren't able to uh, receive those services in your immediate area, that your health plan does actually have some coverage for you to go out of area to receive those. So um, that's, you know, kind of the the first option that a lot of companies are looking at. 
Um, but Joey, what have you heard in the news about companies that are just saying, hey, like, we're, we're just going to go ahead and pay for it. Don't worry about it. Like, we're going to take care of your travel. Yeah, I um I won't I won't mention any of the names of of the companies. Um now if they wish to be sponsors of the show then then I can mention their names. But um I'm seeing I'm seeing companies out there just saying, "Hey, you know what, employees, we don't want you to worry about this at all. We don't want this to be a uh a concern um to your health or to your productivity." And so we are just going to proactively uh, invest in reimbursing you for your travel, your accommodations, whatever the case may be. Um, and not all companies are in a position to do that, but I think for those who are, it will go a long way in creating a positive uh, workplace culture from a standpoint of uh, caring for your employees. We're kind of, at least for our show and this discussion, we're past the uh, question of whether or not it should be repealed. Now we're in the throes of it It has, and so what do we do now? And so companies are stepping up to the plate and saying, all right, we're going to go ahead and just absorb that cost or re reimburse you for those costs. Yes. The, the one thing that I find really interesting about that, Joey, is that we have seen a lot of companies come forward and make that statement, but operationally, it's not fully in effect. And the reason being is that because there's a lot of issues, and I wanted to talk about those just pretty briefly, that are yet to be determined. You know, they, they haven't actually been tried in the legal system to truly understand administrative standpoint, you know, is actually going to work. So companies who are saying we're going to go ahead and cover it. Um, some of the issues, of course, are with privacy. Um, team members having to come forward to obtain this reimbursement. You know, there's a lot of protection around medical data. But one of the potential concerns that's actually mentioned in this article is what they're calling the chilling effect. So the idea that if somebody comes forward to seek those benefits, Will they be adversely impacted, you know, by that uh, being kind of uh, common knowledge within the company? You know, it's not it's not common that in that a company would know of, like, say, medical procedures or other items that somebody may be experiencing. Um, aside from that, there's the taxation issues. Um, just to talk about those really high level, um, receiving reimbursement for um, medical services, you know, it's still kind of unclear what's going to be considered an eligible expense, meaning that it's not taxable and then vice versa. And then the last one that actually worries me the most, and this is where a lot of companies are kind of sitting and waiting to see what's going to happen is there's kind of two pieces. One is if a uh, company is able to obtain the travel coverage through their insurance, the insurance company is actually making them sign an indemnification agreement. And for those listening who, or who don't know the like big legal words like indemnification, that basically means like you can't hold us liable for what happens. If, if something happens, we, we aren't responsible. Right. Thank, thanks for that. Because the last piece on this and, and why that's a concern is because for states, 
for example, Texas, uh, Texas has, has been very clear in saying that anyone who is aiding and abetting um, in a state like Texas um, can, can put themselves uh, in some sort of legal trouble because they're breaking the law. So if you're a business, uh, what is your responsibility there? And if you're an insurance company, you know, there's that potential exposure. These are just things that still have yet to be fully vetted. Um, and those are some of the major concerns with, uh, you know, trying to put some of these solutions in place. I definitely agree that these are scary things to think about. Um you know, you're already trying to make a determination about your health and safety. And then now thinking about, am I doing so illegally uh, is, is very much an interesting um, aspect. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the, the state where the woman was driving um, and she was pregnant. And she, oh yeah, it was Texas. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to be wrong. So a woman in Texas was driving in an HOV lane, and she was pregnant. And the police officer pulled her over and said, "Ma'am, you're the only one in the car." She said, "Actually, I'm not. I've got a fetus. Uh, I am not alone. I there are two people in this car." So you know. That is just one indication of how much friction there will be to to getting an understanding of what's considered legal, what's not considered legal, um, so on and so forth. So I just thought that that was a pretty interesting challenge to the law because, I mean, technically she's right, right? If 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 such is the case. So the big thing I think for for us to think about is, you know, if you're listening or watching this and you are a people manager, you run a business, um, and you're not in a human resources pro and you're not an attorney, uh, all of this is likely to go, uh, is, all of this is likely to challenge your, your, um, your thinking. And I always say, you know, you can't trust your gut or Google when it comes to managing people issues. And this is definitely one where you want to pull some help in the room. And so I don't even want to necessarily be selfish here and say recommend us. But Summer, what what type of support do you think uh, a business should have in coming to these these decisions around policies? Like what type of attorneys, what type of medical professionals, if any, what do, what do you think? Well, I would say it definitely varies by state. And I know that that complicates matters. I mean, certainly for those that are in states where they, uh, you know, they don't have employees that are impacted by this and they don't anticipate in the future, then, you know, I, I think it's, it's little to none, but for those that um, definitely have employees in states where access is uh, limited or restricted, you know, I, I think there's a couple of ways to approach it. You know, certainly. Um, we're always happy to have the conversations, even if it's, you know, just on kind of a, uh, like a short engagement about, you know, how to develop a strategy around this, but with, um, with legal counsel support. And that's simply because there are very complicated matters that even 
even they don't know the answers to. But, you know, as some of the details start to evolve, I think they will be in the best position to say, here are the options, here are the legal risks. Um, and, and, you know, on the administrative or, you know, execution of that plan, that's really where we would step. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so uh, what a heavy topic to to lead in on today's show, but we really are, you know, part of our, our values. One of our values is, um, you know, part coach, part cheerleader. And so we want to tell you the things that are important for you to know in order for you to run your business successfully. So let's go ahead and kick it over to Consultants Corner. And as always, if you have a question for us, at Consultants Corner, send an email to hello at jumpstart-hr.com, and that will allow us uh, the opportunity to answer your question when you need help. So this week, we are talking about small business benefits on a budget. We got a request that came in and said, what are the most important benefits to offer employees when I'm a small business on a small budget? Uh, Summer, you're the benefits guru. What what are the, the key benefits? Well, I love that this question came in because we do get this question so often. And I think that uh, sometimes small business owners aren't aware that there are benefits, essentially uh, offerings that they can provide their team that are low cost or no cost. Even when there is a small budget, there's, um, you know, there are options that are, you know, what I call on, on a, on a spectrum. So for example, like if a company is saying, oh, well, we can't afford a 401k, but, you know, can you Um, afford to perhaps offer the plan without a match. And sometimes small businesses just don't realize that that can be within reach. So wanted to chat through some of the, uh, you know, kind of some of those options that small businesses can provide. And then maybe we can kind of prioritize them. Like if you're a small business and offering some of your first benefits, maybe what order we'd recommend putting those in. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. First one I wanted to chat about is work flexibility. And it's interesting because I think if you, if we were having this conversation three years ago, it would be on the list, but I don't think it would necessarily be up towards the top. Would you agree? I'd agree. I think it would be somewhere between, can it be a benefit or is it more like a a perk or a nice to have that is limited to exclusive populations of, of, of a team? I mean, we've always heard about it, but I don't think that it has been as important of a factor in whether an employee decides to go work for one company versus the other. And, and really at the end of the day, a company offering benefits, you know, serves many purposes. One of them is, of course, to take care of their team member, but it is also um, to help with recruitment and retention. And so work flexibility is one of uh, the top kind of newer items that I'm seeing candidates put on their must-have list. And that can look very different. Um, based on you know the the team, the industry, um, the work that's being done, but whatever that looks like within 
uh, a small business, I would definitely encourage them to revisit it and just be open-minded. We've been doing a, some hiring recently uh, for the Jumpstart team. And one of the first questions that I asked, actually the first question I asked, is describe your ideal work environment. And the surprising thing for me is that almost 95% of people responded. The first thing out of their mouth was flexible, remote, work from home. And uh, yes, you know that that's a, an, an opportunity when you're on the team, but I was just so surprised you know, to ask such a blank canvas question and that consistently bubble up to the top as um, something that's important. So what's the what's the next benefit that that um, we should offer if we're on a budget? I think healthy work culture. And when people think of benefits, I think, you know, they're thinking perhaps more traditional, like health, medical, dental. But these are important to not overlook because, you know, with intention, uh, with time and potentially even a small investment, um, healthy work culture uh, is really what's going to bring your organization and it's going to help you retain your team members as well. So happy employees um, or happy team members um, are team members that, uh, you know, they, they support your mission, your goals, and, and they live it every day. So I think that's an area that a small business wants to focus on. I love this. And we are two for two at this point of benefits that don't necessarily have a dollar commitment to them um, more more than a intentionality commitment or a values commitment. So I I agree. Healthy workplace culture is uh, what keeps people going. You know the the work can be hard, but the culture shouldn't be. And I, you know I'm talking to myself too as we build our own organization. And what does that look like? Uh, it's something that's always top of mind for us, and we have conversations about it. But that healthy workplace thing, I I love hearing, and, and you know if you've nailed it, um, I love hearing, yeah, this doesn't happen at other places, or this it's such a relief that this is happening this way. Um, so you should you should strive to to be different, because uh, I think the norm is unfortunately toxic or harmful work environments. Agreed. And and to keep this moving along, because it's, uh, I think, very closely related, is developmental and promotional opportunities. And this can be either internal or companies may take it from a different angle and say, well, you know, a small stipend each year um, for you to um, either attend a conference, work on some sort of program that will help you grow and, and reach your goals in your profession. And people want to continue to grow. They don't want to be stale in their role. So finding a way, whether that's that no cost option, it's just an investment in time or um, a low cost, um, you know, with a, even a small stipend, it goes a long way. Yep. Yep. Keeping people learning and giving them opportunities to grow. Big, big aspect of, um, a culture that you can you can have that's winning. Um, I also think you know if you are a business owner or a people manager and you have connections or relationships to incredible people with incredible stories or skills, 
have them come into your to your office or on a Zoom and just do a chat about you know some topic that is inspiring or that is uh, building on your team's efforts, and I think that will go a long way too. Yes, and and the cool thing about these programs are that they can scale as the business grows. So I I work with a client right now who, as they've grown, they've been able to expand what this looks like among their team to where now their team can actually even have an allowance up to a quarterly amount to invite speakers and professionals in that the entire company can benefit from. So. You know, I think the opportunities are endless here uh, and they can start out small and they can grow as the business grows. Really quick on prior episodes, I feel like we've all talked about uh, paid time. Uh, we've talked about unlimited paid time off policies and where the value is there. Um, so we really don't need to dive too much into that today. All right. Now, I think we're we're rounding the corner towards uh, more traditional Benefits and I'll I'll talk through these uh, PTO. You, we just we're talking about it now. PTO. Think about. I won't say everyone should consider unlimited PTO because it's not within your. It's not within everybody's business function or business model to sustain that type of thing. But think about PTO and work flexibility as somewhat being synonymous uh, because. I think it's harder and harder for someone to accept a job when they know that vacation is only like two weeks. Uh, as as stressful as these past two years have been, uh, as much as we all know that there are demands on our lives um, that require us to unplug, I don't think that t- two weeks is an appropriate level of uh, a vacation for anyone. And so um, if you can afford to do more, I think I think it is worth worthwhile. Um, health coverage or stipend. Uh, obviously, we're talking health, medical, well, health, dental, vision, insurances, or a contribution thereof. Making sure that you can cover what many times are the most expensive bills in the event of something really bad happening. Um, cover those insurance bills and uh, make sure that your team is in a good spot. And then uh, 401k or IRA or some sort of investment uh, in your employee's future. I, I look at it as, you know, you're paying your employee's future self and you're supporting your employee's future self. Because we won't always be working. We won't always be working at the same place. Uh, but if you can help set someone up on the path of financial wellness, financial independence, um, that's a great thing. Uh, and then programs to support wellness. Um, so we've done what a meditation. We have a, a wellness channel in our Slack now. Um we're constantly talking about, man, I, I, I need to work out or uh, I, skipped, I skipped a few days, need to get back on it. Uh, just building a culture of, of uh, accountability and um, support around wellness. And then also, lastly, uh, if remote, offer to help offset work expenses. Um, electric, AC, printing, staples, internet, cell phone, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, Summer, you got any, any thoughts? Well, I think that's a great list. I, and for small businesses, it, I, I think choosing which one is of greatest importance, it, it's important to look at, you know, the time and resources to manage these types of plans. But, you know, I always say talk to your team members and ask them what is most important to them. You know, really make that top of list. And, you know, once you reach a certain profitability level, then you can, you know, add another one in. And I find that most team members working at small businesses understand this. Cool. So so if you have any questions about starting or getting your benefits package into uh, another gear, reach out to us at Jumpstart. Uh, that's jumpstart.hr.com. And we're happy to guide you through um, health requirements with regard to Roe v. Wade, as well as, you know, your benefits package and plan and creating one that gets you the right talent on your team and, and keeps them around. So this has been a great episode of While We Were Working. Go ahead and let us know your thoughts. Drop it in the comments and leave a five-star review. And we'll see you next week. For more HR strategies that will take your company to the next level, visit whilewewereworking.com.